0: Welcome to User Wars podcast. Um <laughs> well that's an interesting background song. That's all I'll say. But anyways, we're talking about something that's been uh I don't know, I, I I wouldn't say a blaze on Twitter, but it's been a blaze on Christian Twitter, so to speak. And that is recently Kevin Max him coming out saying He's deconstructing his faith, believing in the universal Jesus, and as an ex-evangelical. So what do all those terms mean? On this extended edition of Aaron Defining Words, we will find out. <music> oh mr johnson in the sneeze going and proving once again that you can be insightful defining words and still be donald duck all at the same Mm -hmm. time but Welcome to another episode of Use Your Words podcast. This wonderful week of June, before we dive into the holiday weekend of uh, July Fourth, and that—well, actually, it's the week before that week. Never mind. Excuse <laughs> that. Uh, well, this is the pre-week to the week. Before July Fourth, so this is the time when you're buy out buying your, all your fireworks and getting them ready, mm. sorting them, and then hope that a fire doesn't go off inside your house and lighting all the fireworks off at once. <laughs> that's
1: the, that's the state of the month we're in right now. That would be a rough day. Be careful if you got kids, because they're gonna think that's a great idea. If you ever have kids, uh,
0: uh-uh. I hope they find the the stuff and
1: oh. go. Ooh, I wonder what happens if I light it off <laughs> inside the closet. <sighs> oh. I remember lighting, uh, being outside and lighting a box on fire with a sprinkler, and a sprinklers whatever, and then or not sprinklers, sparklers. What the heck am I? What am I talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Sparklers. And then, well, I didn't stop the box from blazing. Then I started getting like the fire was starting to reach towards the garage, and that would have been that would have been a bad day. Uh huh. My dad was not too happy. Well, your dad wasn't too
0: happy with you then and christians aren't too happy with kevin max now so okay. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah so kevin max for those of you who are unaware he was one of the three singers on the that old school famous band dc talk yeah you know when when i say old school famous band i mean that was 90s oh man so you know just a little bit ago um I I think Aaron probably would have been like let's see two or three. They formed in oh wait. Oh, I did not know they formed that far back. Oh? They formed back in eighty seven. Oh wow. Their first CD was 89, uh, so that means Wow. I would have been six at the time. Uh. Yeah, because a new thing came out in 1992, 92. Free at Last was 92, 94. Free at Last, the movie, which was, you know, like a recording of their tour. And then their like their, their CD that they're most known for jesus freak they're no, most known for that cd and song that was 95 yeah supernatural was 98 uh and then they've been on hiatus ever since there yeah um they did i think they did like a cruise or two okay in like 19 in, 19 uh 2019 or something like that and they were supposed to do a land tour in 2020 but then you know covid covid kind of stopped that through um the- about everything but
1: what i'm gonna look up the lyrics for the jesus freak song
0: okay so you know they did all that they've they've been all all they've all kind of gone their own way uh kevin max specifically he went to front (laughs) audio adrenaline another old christian rock group i guess you could say i think that was probably one of the yeah that was the first cd i ever bought was audio adrenaline bloom So that was a good old uh, thing. So when their, what was it, their uh, singer left, Kevin Max came in. This was after obviously DC Talk had kind of broken up and they started doing things and they broke up again. <laughs> I don't think he lasted very long as their lead singer before everyone was just like, Yeah, no, we're done. We're not we're not gonna entertain this Kevin Max guy. But, anyways, mm-hmm. so he's still always been around in the Christian music circle community kind of thing, you know, just because he's kind of legacy at this point with everything. And then a couple of weeks ago, as of recording, so It'll, it'll probably be closer to a month now. Uh, by the time this comes out, he just posted on Twitter one day, and he goes, "My name is Kevin Max, and I'm an ex-evangelical." And then he goes on and says how he's talking about how he's deconstructing his faith, and he believes in the universal Jesus, and that that is his kind of his, his, where he's at in his quote-unquote faith journey at this time. Now, again, we've kind of talked about this month in particular you know a couple two episodes ago we were like hey you know people go don't judge da 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 oh wait unless they profess to be a brother or sister in christ and he he's saying he's a brother or sister of the universal christ so i'm not sure if this counts anymore (laughs) but yeah we'll we'll go there still that's fine and i i will say when he came out it's so weird because especially because it's it's pride month it's june month you know pride parades and everything going on so when i say he came out everyone's immediately their first reaction and even your first reaction aaron was he came out as gay (laughs) (laughs) you're like what i was like no 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 no. he came out as ex-evangelical um as he puts it now and he and as deconstructing his faith and all that so i have a question
1: for you and i
0: might have a question for you what does it mean to be ex
1: evangelical it Used to be evangelical but now you're not does it mean anything else though i don't know wait uh, i guess they're just telling me that he doesn't want anything to do with it so what he's
0: but when you say you want don't want to do it with evangelical what what is evangelical truth? <laughs>
1: Why I don't know because now I mean evangel is just a Christian that would evangelize. Well, he'd go out and evangelize about the gospel and start the gospel.
0: Well, that's to evangelize. Yes, yeah.
1: I thought that was just tied in with an it. Maybe not then. So yeah, First.
0: I, 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 so th- th- this is where it kind of gets in. I guess you can kind of say gets you a little in trouble with culture, knowing how culture defines things. Yeah, it, and so does- it, this this is where your little sheltered boy life comes into play yeah. a little bit okay you know because yeah, when we think of evangelical right you think of evangelize you think of yeah. a church relating to um, that that is in agreement with the gospels of the church right yeah um, uh, Marion Webster also says that it could be a Protestant but how the culture at large thinks of it is it thinks of it as the like fundamentalist church so not so much like your um, don't don't think so much like your New York churches, where, you know, they're performing gay weddings and that that that's not really the evangelical churches. Think more like your Southern Baptist or your Baptist churches where it's like... A lot more strict. It, well, not so much strict, but like more adherence to what the Bible says, yeah. you know, where they put in their doctrine statements saying, hey, we love all people. We welcome all people here but we're not going to perform gay weddings. That would be a evangelical and how it's toxic. And I'm putting all these words in quotes here. <laughs> okay. So that that is what, when when they say that, that's what they mean. Okay. They're not talking about, we don't want to be part of uh, sin affirming churches of, of wherever. It's, we don't want to be part of the churches that, oh. how dare you put, Dare you? You dyed your hair purple because there are certain churches that are like that. They're very strict about things they don't need to be strict about, mm-hmm. you know. And in this culture, in today's culture, and I don't know how this happened, but everything happens like this in today's culture. In today's culture, if you say an evangelical church, they go, "Oh, a white church." I see. <laughs> it, it's just the way it goes, you know. It, it's automatically assumed that's the type of church we're talking, and that may or may not be true um it it depends on what part of the country you're in and all that and people just automatically talk that's 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 what it is that's what it's going to be so you know it it normally like i said it's going to be like a protestant or something like that type of church but usually on that more conservative conservative end of things okay so when they say an ex-evangelical it's a person who used to belong to one of these more quote-unquote, conservative churches. Okay. As as they put it here, my church's stringent theology and narrow approaches to politics. This is an article from uh, religionandpolitics.org. Ooh. It is not rated by NewsGuard, by the way, so take it with a... grain of salt. Grains of salt. Um, and, and I wouldn't give this one too much of a... How to, how to put it? Grains of salt anyways, because it is a, an opinion piece. It's okay. it's not like a, a complete straight up article like boom this is hard hitting facts this is you know someone writing why they left the evangelical church movement mm. um and, and it's someone who used to be like a youth minister in in one of these evangelical churches you know just like Kevin Max used to be this quote unquote. Famous, if you want to say it. You know, singer from one of the mega, mega groups of the 90s. Kind of the, the defined Christian rock music, as you could say. As much as you may or may not like that, that that he did that. He
1: did. I enjoyed... Well, I think the first song I ever heard by them was the Jesus Freak song. Yeah. And I, I always liked the line... I saw a man with a tat on his fig bat, big fat belly that wiggled around like marmalade jelly. That was yeah. always my favorite line to sing in that song.
0: Now, don't forget uh DC Talk in and of itself that group formed as a rap group.
1: And, <laughs> was, was, and they
0: transformed over time into more of the rocky. Uh, more of the rocky stuff. Was Toby Mac in it from the beginning? Yeah. Really. They were three friends at college that wow. that uh, they decided to make a a music group
1: because i remember i know uh kevin or not not no michael tate because i remember listening to a third day album and he had featured michael tate on a song with him i was like wow i've never known kevin max yeah he he, he tried known.
0: doing a solo career for a while it did not didn't go too well it did not go too well at all sucks. um not to say kevin max doesn't have a great voice he does he has a great voice. It's just, this is going to sound... Say it. This is going to sound weird. Say what you need to say. It's, he His music sounds too artsy-fartsy. Too artsy. See, I never listened
1: to it, so now I have to listen
0: to so it. Go ahead and like, listen to it. Like Ke- like Kevin Tate, very smooth. Kevin vocal.
1: Tate. Michael Tate. Michael Tate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, gotta Tate. Mi- I already mixed you up, so yeah. it's not
0: bad. Uh, Michael Tate, very smooth, nice vocals. He has very good vocals when he mm-hmm. sings. Toby Mac, well, he... He, (laughs) I don't know why he does what he does, but he does, and it works out well for him with his like rap type music. It's not Floyd rap, but it's rap type. But it it works out his hip hop music. It it works out well. Yeah. Uh, But Kevin Max, uh, he looks scary. It it never really worked out well. I never like. I never liked his stuff, Um, and that's why his solo career never took off. And he went and joined up with audio Drone. Now, to be fair, Tate joined up with Newsboys from his solo career and he released a couple albums under his solo career worked out decently for him but then he joined up with newsboys and they've actually been successful since he joined up with oh them. yeah you know uh audio adrenaline just kind of died <laughs> yeah. and that's okay um i, I prefer the older stuff where there's anything
1: <laughs> i uh i looked up kevin mack and this is like one of the first Oh, first one as i like came up no, you kind of scared me.
0: Oh, I know exactly. He's a scary guy. I know which photo you're... What is it? It's probably his Twitter profile photo.
1: <gasps> that was one of them.
0: Yeah. So so that, you know, Kevin Max, you know, he tried. And I'll give him credit. It's not, it's not the easiest to be a solo artist, all so to speak. Especially when, oh. like, for DC Talk, he was not so much the hip-hop rap type person that Toby Mac and all that, the other guy was. He was just kind of smooth vocals. And he has very smooth vocals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not dissing him on his vocal ability at all in fact to be fair he does have a new album coming out that Ooh. uh he, he kickstarted uh with a group called sad a- sad astronauts huh. so they're uh the group is called sad astronauts and the album is called adult fears so i guess we'll see how well that goes along yeah. and I, I just find it the timing of it part of me wants to be he's being genuine. But the other part of me is like, oh, is he looking for publicity for his new album that's coming out? Right. <laughs> because just the timing of it all going, oh, I'm ex-evangelical. I'm this, that, you know. And and I read that and then I go and I look at his, and again, social media is a cancer, but sometimes that's how you have to interact with people. <laughs> I look at his social media, his, his his Twitter profile, and I go, oh, yeah, Um yes. I see how this goes. <laughs> He's actually changed it since I last saw it, actually. Because uh, it used to say um, anti narrow mind, pro like, I- I'd have to go back pro and find. Pro
1: open mind.
0: Yeah, it's like pro open mindedness or something like that. Uh, now it says poet, singer, rebel, hubs, dad, leftist, gothic, liberal, hippie, zen motorcyclist.
1: <laughs> zen motor- <laughs> <laughs> what's a zen motorcyclist i, I don't, don't know. know you'd have to ask him <laughs> i don't know what a zen motorcyclist is
0: that's i said you'd have to ask him what the heck? so the, so he he actually changed his profile actually quite a bit since i last saw him his profile he must have gotten some um pushback from it uh because if you watch john cooper's cooper cooper stuff podcast he actually covered this as well at one point and he was making fun of kevin max's profile Uh, (laughs) he's like he's he's like you read it it's the wokipedia
1: and the (laughs) wokipedia because it was
0: like just it's like pro love anti small mind anti bigot -bigot, yeah pro this and i'm just like ah getting uh, woke
1: over here
0: but regardless of Wikipedia or not, that, that's not the, the, the point. The wow. point is ex, ex-evangelical, okay, which if you didn't know, there's actually an ex-evangelical podcast, just oh. FYI. Oh. Um, so the ex-evangelical podcast is essentially people who were of the Christian faith and now are not. And so the person who started, he said, I want to primarily understand why so many of my friends and colleagues from Christian colleges were no longer evangelical. What were the reason for us leaving? I want to explore that in depth. And the best way to do that seemed to be by having long-form conversations. So I'm sure it's out there. I tried to pull up the website for it, uh, exvangelicalpodcast.com. But either I'm having internet issues or they're having DNS issues or stuff like that. So you can try that out probably at, at about a later time. You know, considering how that this is only from 2019, I doubt the podcast has gone away. But you never, never know. But what was funny is listening to John Cooper, he... because he recently wrote a book i know you have a copy of it Uh have you read it no so he actually (laughs) in, in one of the interviews i was listening to he was actually going to use the term exvangelical in the book yeah But people who proofread it were like, what does that mean? We don't know what it means. Because it really wasn't used that often at that time, right? When he was writing it. Now, it's actually at times has been trending on Twitter. (laughs) Of course. So there's a lot of people coming out saying, you know what? No, I've left the church. I've done this, done that. And that's fine. I don't care if church, that's up to you. You know, would I say I'm going to recommend it? No. I'm going to recommend that you don't do that, but that, hey, I'm not going to be able to stop you. That's you do that's you, a whole BB. that's a whole thing on well, hey, we talked about that. Judgment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang it.
0: So Cooper, you know, like I said, was going to use that evangelical, you know, and it, if you look as uh, for that Twitter hashtag evangelical, evangelical, they also uh pair it typically with empty the pews and know. so see okay so but that's on twitter you know you know it's a hashtag you know people leaving the church and that again that being said as part of it you know the ex-evangelical thing a lot of this starts coming with the whole deconstruction thing so do you know what that is
1: so that's what i was gonna ask you okay what is this whole deconstruction stuff yep
0: so kevin max has said that he's also deconstructing his faith like i said believing in the universal so deconstructing this one it's not just how do i put this it's not just a a a religious it's not just you know that it's where you deconstruct things so let me give you some, some uh, definitions here. Deconstructionalism is a theory of textual criticism or interpretation. So how, how you interpret text and how you interpret what you're reading and all that, right? That okay. denies there is any single correct meaning or interpretation of a passage or text. In other words, everything is irrelevant. It, it, it lines up closely with this whole postmodern theology and postmodern society that we have. The, the postmodernism, What does that say? Postmodernism says that there's no single truth. That every truth is your own truth. Every truth is relative. Everything is relative to each other.
1: Yeah. Okay. The first time you said that, it made me think of that band, The Modern Post. But that's hopefully different.
0: I am not familiar with The Modern Post.
1: Really? Oh, we did one of those
0: songs for Youth
1: Group. The Rejoice song.
0: Oh, is that them? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I didn't realize that that was them. Which but. is
1: funny because he's also the vocalist for Thrice, but apparently he is also one. I thought I was talking to a friend and he was saying that he seems to be one of those things where it's kind of the same boat as um, this Kevin guy. Which is? with The whole more of the universal Jesus thing. and Okay just love is love and all this other stuff mm. okay so post okay
0: so yeah postmodernism. that's that's i remember learning about this in college you know where everything is relative to each other yeah you have your truth i have my truth there's no central truth uh, but, uh, okay okay i'm gonna continue reading this article here yeah at the heart of the deconstructionalist theory of interpretation are two primary ideas first is the idea that no passage or text can possibly convey a single, reliable, consistent, and coherent message to everyone who reads or hears it. The second is that the author who wrote the text is less responsible for the piece's content than are the impersonal forces of culture such as language and the author's unconscious ideology. Therefore, the basic tenets of deconstructionalism are contrary to the clear teachings of the Bible that absolute truth does exist, and we can indeed know it. So in other words, what deconstructionalism is saying is that we can't know the full truth about anything because we don't know the full culture. We don't know the hidden bias of the person who wrote the that text um, when they wrote it. So therefore, there's parts of the text that we can't know, but we can read it, and we can pull our truth out of it, and we can pull what the truth is that is relevant to us out of it, that makes us feel good essentially what we're coming down to is and i hate to say it we're coming down to the the info infantilization of the church where that passage that i know it i all have that's what it's coming down to we pick and choose our pieces to make us feel happy it just like the judge thing where we pick a little piece And we don't pick the whole context because if we pick the whole context and we go, oh, it's actually talking about, don't be a hypocrite. It's not saying don't judge ever. It's saying before you judge, make sure that that thing isn't something that you're doing as well. Yeah. And, oh, hey, yeah, if we read the whole thing about judge, we read the whole New Testament, we're supposed to judge others in the church who call themselves brothers. But outside the church, we let God judge them, and they're not going to like it at at some point. But we don't judge them because they're not a part of the church body. But, you know, but no, it's nicer to go. Let me read. Do not judge, because Cap can't say anything to me.
1: So, What do they say about the verse where it talks about, well, where Christ is saying that he is the only way to the Father?
0: They may not accept that as the absolute truth, because how do we know, in in their argument, that whatever is written...
1: Wasn't actually...
0: That there's no some, there's not some, like, hidden context behind it that we're not aware of. So, so the big thing from them is that (sighs) postmodernism... Yeah. ...says there's no absolute truth, which feeds into that deconstructionalism which then feeds into people who go well if there's no absolute truth then why should i trust this this bible and if i don't trust this bible why should i trust god and if i don't trust god and and that's a very and i'll admit that is a very simplistic way to put it because deconstructionalism is everyone who says no i'm going to and some people go well i'm questioning everything about my faith beautiful question i'm I'm not saying don't question. We, go we should.
1: blindly. We, no, do not go along
0: <laughs> blindly either.
1: No, no, I'm not.
0: We should be questioning things. We should put things to, to the, the test. test. Just going along.
1: Willy nilly is not good.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing that, the thing that's a little crazy is they will go along and say they are better than other people because they deconstructed, so to speak. They have seen the light, the, their whatever, their,
1: their yeah. own, their own version of the light it's um, not a good light i'll tell you that and
0: and i get it why people want to maybe quote-unquote deconstruct because they're unhappy with some of the things in the church and i'm i'm not going to be the first i'm not going to be the one to, to blindly say oh the church has done everything perfectly no the church has done some things
1: bad because what is the church made of,
0: made of people imperfect exactly. people and and that i get that we as a church do have some things to learn from and become better to correct yeah and I get it. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Well, the, you know, some of the people will go like, you know, the, the, they they're disillusioned with the church and all that, and I get it. But that's not a reason to go ha, <laughs> what to to right. everything. Yeah. You well,
1: know? it's not. Yeah. I,
0: <sighs> yeah. And and a lot of the times, what you what you see when you have this. You know, and Kevin Max is probably one of the except, more of the exceptions because he's a little bit older. But a lot of the ones are a little bit younger. You know, they're they're moving from their teenage years to their adulthood. They're finding now for the first time what it's like to actually own up to their own faith. Right. You know, that it's not just lollipops and rainbows and unicorns yeah. and babies' tears and, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not just that. It's not just the pleasant things, you know, no. it's not just unicorn farts and <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it's unfortunately full of, you know, hippie BO and, you Ooh. know, someone who's fallen from grace because they look at porn or they got drunk. Yeah. It's full of people who make mistakes
1: yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's full
0: of people that are imperfect and they go and they look and go well it's just a bunch of hypocrites welcome to the club
1: so everyone fits in (laughs) yeah as i said
0: welcome to the the club okay welcome to the club um and there is a good way to deconstruct so when i say deconstructing deconstructionalism it's not always all bad it is good to take a look at some of the things You know, do you like, for example, if you went to a church that was like, you know, come here and um, the only way you're 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 going to be wealthy in life is if you dedicate your life to follow exactly what the pastor says and you don't deviate from them and you meet with us twenty times a week and you know it almost cult like. That's culty. Yeah, Yeah. you start going down deconstruct of that is like that's a good thing. It, It start questioning those things. Yeah, you're like what does the bible actually say because when you start go, when you start breaking from tradition you start reading going back to the bible and saying what does the bible say deconstructing your faith that way then you're like huh these two don't line up okay maybe this church is toxic mm-hmm. and there's other things there's there's other things in there that I'm not just talking like you know those sort of things you know you'll have people who make fun of you know Oh, it says if I must be a good wife, then I have to do this, 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 and this, you know, those sort of things. Some of those things may be toxic too. You know, depending, again, deep church. I'm not going to generalize every church. You know, if there's a church out there that says, if you're a woman, you may only wear skirts and you may not talk. That's wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's toxic. Deconstruct that. Get out of there. And it's not even to deconstruct that. It's Let's a, just leave. realize that church is wrong. and <laughs> Get out of just there. Just leave. Okay. <laughs> but to, de- but to quote unquote, deconstruct and go, well, we can't know what the truth is of the scripture because we don't know what they really meant because it was in our language and it was written by white and it was written so long ago that we don't know their culture and how does it applied to this cult that's when you start going off on the deep end and that's when you start going uh, <laughs> i don't know what you want to what you, what you want to do with that yeah, I so and then when they start doing the whole i can't believe in jesus anymore i have to believe universal. the universal christ the universal jesus um as they put this here under the center for action and contemplation and this is where they have uh, literally the guy who kind of came up with the idea of the universal christ like his conference stuff he says this christ is a cosmic life principle in which all beings participate the incarnation is an ongoing revelation of christ uniting matter and spirit operating as one and together Jesus and Christ shows us the way, life, of death and resurrection. If Jesus is the kite, Jesus is the person flying the kite and keeping it from escaping away into invisibility. If Jesus is the person holding the string, Christ is the great banner in the sky. All can draw life. They do not recognize flying. Jesus does not himself as much as he flies it aloft for all to see. So right, right there, if, if you're familiar with the Christian church, you see how it's different. Yeah, It's, it, in this case, it, so... In Christianity, we know Father, Spirit, Jesus, Trinity, three in one, mm-hmm. one and three. Yep. Christ came to die, was resurrected. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that being, s- you know, so we know that three separate entities, but one. But we didn't, and, and you know, when you read in the Bible, you know that Christ is everywhere and all that sort of stuff. The Spirit is everywhere, I should say. But cosmic life principle it sounds a little. Bit again, weird. you're going more for that, more spiritualist new universe new age sort of thing so and and this is kind of that whole deal with them wanting to be so inclusive because of love that they don't want to tell anyone that they can ever be excluded because of what is said in the new testament they want to exclude all the bad parts the parts like hey Guess what? We were born in sin. Don't sin no more. To Jesus is where it's a cosmic life being that teaches us and shows us his life as a banner in the sky.
1: (laughs) Uh, So what, I mean, at this point, I mean, they just say that Jesus died for everyone.
0: Essentially. And is everything and every, yeah.
1: Because I mean, uh, it sucks when when you have partial truth. Throw your stuff in there. Uh, Because... well, of course, but nah, they believe what they're saying is truth. But there is no truth. That's what boggles my mind. Right. Is, there, is and, that there is no absolute
0: truth? So uh, the person who kind of has kind of been spearheading this, his name is uh, Roar, Father Roar, R O H R. Wow. I know. Uh, One of the persons who's critiquing his book said that Rohr wants to root all spiritual traditions in a perennial wisdom. He believes that his understanding of the universal Christ opens Christians up to the spirituality of other religions and should lead to social transformation. By perennial wisdom, Rohr does not mean biblical teaching, but a common spiritual awareness tapped into by various mythics, Seers and sages throughout history and within in various religions. In other words, other religions, you know, prophets and seers and all that. When they talk of their God, they're talking of the universal Christ. They're not talking right. of whatever. That's the mm-hmm. essential idea is that God and the cosmos are one thus he says no one religion will ever encompass the depth of such faith in god's love we will see that he vitilates, yeah vitilates the notion of god's love through his misunderstanding of jesus atoning um and the, again this is a commentary on this guy's work it says roars roars worldview is not monotheism but rather panful is divine or perhaps panatheism, all is in God's being. Uh, For example, he refers to Colossians 3.11 as saying, there's only Christ, he is everything, and he is in everything. But the actual biblical text says, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and isn't. In, in other words, it's talking about unity instead of there being just this universal. So, again, remember how we talked about before in the judging thing. Taking the
1: whole The whole
0: thing, thing and together. in context. And how when taken out of context, you can make
1: it talk however you would like. When it's taken out of context, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had talks with people where pretty much the thought is where it's just like you know the bible is it's interpreted differently by other people so each interpretation is when that thought one was one was even going on about how like that how there came to be like the other religions was just other people's interpretations of the bible then came up with these other religions and others and stuff like that so they're all good all you know do the same thing it's just i guess under different i don't know different stats it was really bizarre i don't know I didn't like it, but I mean, I guess i that could fit into the whole, I mean, relativism. If it's true to them, then it's true. Ours, it just, man. Yeah. I feel like that would just drive a person not to think that there's all these different things. I mean, some people think that religion is just a thing to keep people in line, but what's, why is it worth keeping people in line? I don't know. I mean, what does religion do for the most part? Well,
0: uh, you know, from from a secular point of view, it's like, oh, it appeases the mass in some, right? You know, and and to... To a sense, I can agree with that. Yeah. You know, because there's a difference between religion and faith. Religion is yes. those things that we practice, that we do in community and that, right? Yes. Faith is our personal connection to God and things that we believe based on the Bible and that. Mm-hmm. You know, and the religion part is supposed to help enhance that. Now, when it becomes the point when religion is the only thing you're doing and you're not doing the actual faith, that's when it becomes a problem. Right. When you're like, I am so focused on my works again going back to our previous conversation your therapy session yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, when it's a works-based reward system you're just doing things to do things and to get the desired outcomes instead yeah. of this is what my faith says
1: right and because uh, i always also thought like religion was also around to keep some kind of law and order almost in a sense because probably in
0: the olden days
1: yes you know more that, so
0: yeah because Back in the olden days, that was kind of how I would not say you controlled people, but how you helped people stay kind of in line, right. You know, with with all that. Okay. So something else I want to bring up about Roar. Um, he actually distinguishes between Jesus and Christ. He, oh. he makes them as two different entities, essentially. Near the beginning of his book, he asks, "How's Christ function or role?" different from jesus's his answer is that jesus is limited hate particular and earthbound while christ is unlimited universal and cosmic he writes that christ was clearly not just jesus of nazareth but something much more immense in other words are two separate entities according to his teaching um, and this roar guy he was um, well, actually he, he's been a Franciscan friar and a Catholic priest for 50 years prior to this in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Why is it always us uh, Americans <laughs> have to ruin the world? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just what we're good at doing.
0: Yep. So he's influenced such people as, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Rob Bell, uh, Michael Gungor. Yep.
1: Like Gungor? Yeah.
0: So, he, you know, those are some of the people that supposedly he has influenced, uh, greatly mm-hmm. from, from that sort of stuff. And so it's just like... Yeah, that, you know, those things happen when people start uh, getting influence. And his book is one of the top selling books in on Amazon on religion. Hmm, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So it, it, it's one of those books that I will, as much as I probably don't want to, I will read all the way. And the reason is I want to understand his ideas, mm. uh, not to implement them <laughs> in, 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 in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to implement them at all. But. I want to understand him so that way I'm a little more prepared uh, for when his stuff comes up. Because you bring up stuff like this. You bring up people like Kevin Max, people who are influential in the Christian circle. And all of a sudden people are going to go, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Oh, yeah. It, it's not. It, it's like they're looking for these people to do that, to look for permission, even though they might not necessarily, you know want to and we'll see what happens there's this whole thing of you know hey hopefully kevin max eventually you know this sounds so christianese sees the light put that in quotes um yeah he
1: needs a little come to jesus yeah
0: but with the universal christ um they do redefine a bunch of words like they redefine god every time you choose love you are in touch with the divine person uh creation god from the bing bang onward was incarnate in all things. Crucifixion. Something that happened to Jesus and should happen to us too. Everyone has to let go of attachments. Crucifixion so as to be reborn through resurrection. Resurrection. The general principle of all reality and resurrection is another word for change. On Easter Sunday, one circumcised body of Jesus morphed into ubiquitous... This is how he's redefining theology. And this is the theology now that Kevin Max has gone on to, but also others in the ex-evangelical ex-evangelicals um yeah navigates to because it makes them feel more
1: happy makes them feel more Uh. i don't uh i don't know i maybe uh, i guess if i believe that maybe that would make me feel more happy but like listening to it i just can't see it making me more happy
0: the reason it makes it's gonna make some people happy is because it just opens
1: the door for so many more
0: well not only that it opens the door for so many more people it also says oh when i was born god Um. Oh, love means I'm communing with God. I am in touch with the divine person. And so they deconstruct from this, from a faith, you know, re- regardless of if it's a toxic church or not, to a very toxic faith. And it gets to be problematic really quick. Uh, I still... Uh, what?
1: I, like, like what I said earlier. I mean, when like... I, I know you already gave the reasons as to why because they might not have there might be some hidden context but when i mean yeah when it comes to Christing he's the only the only way the truth and the life no one can get to the father except through him which then if you want to be with well say if you want to be in heaven once you die you have to be where the father is because the father is in heaven mm-hmm. <sighs> i mean i guess uh, do they not know, do they ask themselves what if they're wrong like wouldn't that freak you out if you were one of them
0: in a way probably not because again relative they can never know the truth so they can never know if they're right or wrong
1: to me that'd be a little more
0: freaky because i'd be in a constant state of what if
1: yeah and how can uh, i just don't understand how you could live in a world where there's like no actual right or wrong and it's just a bunch of gay. They're just going to end up being. Yeah. They're all going to be upset.
0: And the thing that I always find that's interesting every time, you know, someone goes, oh, I'm ex-evangelical or I'm deconstructing or whatever, this almost guaranteed this is going to happen. At the end of it, they'll be like, I am just loving more like Jesus. With the thought and the assumption being that they just love everyone. Good. Great. I'm all for that. Loving everyone. Oh, <laughs>
1: Okay. All you need is love. So they, you
0: know, so they say that they're like, I, I, I'm loving like Jesus. I love everyone. Great. Good. Love. That's good. Yeah. Loving is good. But then they go, which means I will accept everyone, not judge anyone. Nothing is ever wrong. You know?
1: And so. that's impossible.
0: I get it. There's a difference. And I've said this before, there's a difference between loving someone and letting them know, hey, what you're doing is destructive or harmful. Yeah. And saying what you're doing is destructive or harmful does not immediately don't love someone. Right. Correct. And that's the problem. Boldly today, if you disagree with them in any, if, if you happen to say, hey, you know, you do you, you know, that phrase, you do you, boo, you do you, boo, you do but you, boo. you're doing something wrong. They'll go, why do you hate me? Yeah. Inse- you- instead
1: of going... Thanks for being concerned about Why are you so against? Why can't you just support the things I want to do? I know. So
0: that's where we're at. Yeah. And they think by doing this and saying, oh, I just have. All of a sudden, that that takes away any of the responsibility. That all of a sudden, because if they love, they're in touch with the universe, the the divine, as if that's going to make their life better. Kevin is kind of geared on back and forth stuff. Yeah. Because he goes, I'm ex-evangelical, whatever. And he goes, read the text
1: carefully. (laughs) I'm like oh okay really? oh, sorry cool uh, but he's just he's a dreamer that's what he is he's oh this just makes me think of that song imagined by the beatles and i hate it so yeah. much where i'm sure you know which one i'm talking about yep where we can all just live in peace one, amongst one another
0: so i'm going to uh, read in closing uh, here this yeah. is a verse from his upcoming song oh and i think this will give you all you need to know about this (laughs) okay it's okay to be estranged from everything you were taught and it's okay to unpack all the hopeless baggage that you bought i know the sun it never shines in the same place twice and i know that life is better with a trusted vice but you will never change when you cave to the universal christ (laughs) New album. He says, I'm truly progressing forward in deconstructing rock and roll with join us. Stop it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you say stop it to